Hello. It is Thursday, December 17th. Maybe the dumbest show we've ever recorded. Yeah, pretty close. I mean, today's show is a, some people will say good show. Mm-hmm. Some people will say great show. Mm-hmm. Some people will say, hey, not the show for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of tangents today. Great guests. Good conversation. Jason Wright and I have a business conversation alongside the boys that I think people are going to be entertained by with the NFL business side of this. Nick Mangold. I mean, he had to pay up for that barbecue bet earlier in the mm-hmm. year about his delicious barbecue. Oh, Mango 74 barbecue. It's so good. The best. AJ stops. By. I mean, it's hey, good show. Good dude. show. Good show. Good uh, little Thursday night football preview. Oh, my God. We break it down. Mm-hmm. For my official bet on the Thursday night game, go to Hammer Don Podcast, which is available on all podcast streaming platforms. Now, I have been cold, though. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get to the show. We got uh, Jason Wright, Jay Wright, joining us in a couple moments here, president of the Washington football team. Cannot wait to chat with him about the adversity that that franchise has faced this year. Mm. (laughs) Super journalism. (laughs) I would imagine the controversies and adversity that that team has faced were far outnumbered those of their opposition this year. The other 31 teams, although they are dealing with COVID-19, they do not have to deal with an expose, cleaning out their entire building, changing their fucking team name, a head coach battling through cancer, and a starting quarterback that has a hamstring for a shin, but they have managed to find themselves in playoff contention. Hell yeah. Cannot wait to talk to him. Win an Emmy for that. I don't know. That's sports. By the way, everybody always acts like, uh, you know, those olds that hate this show, uh, they always act like what uh, we do is easier than what they do. Like, you know, the straight... I could be a boring broadcaster any day I wanted to be. I actually thought about it a couple of times going on college game day and doing this for an entire <laughs> segment to hear what the old whites had to say. You know, Kyle Trask down there can really throw the ball well. When you look at his size and his ability to target the tight end, who's going to be a first-round draft pick, you think that offense has a chance against anybody. Like, that's just, it's the most annoying thing of all no time. No thanks. How easy is that to do? Anyways, we'll talk to him. I'm, I'm pumped to see what it's been like to be the president of an organization, former player, uh, obviously, he was the the first black president of a NFL organization, which is. A, but for me, former player president of an organization, mm-hmm. which is what I'm super pumped. Both obviously are great, but the thing that I wanted to talk about more is the former player who's been in the locker room, and it's not like he's a coach. It's not he's a GM. He's running the business side of the entire building, and for me, that is just electrifying and should be talked about more. And uh, the problems they've had, obviously, on that side of the building. Over there in Washington have have also been pretty large and yeah. and kind of attacked over the last year mm-hmm. or so. Uh, big game tonight, Chargers-Raiders. Uh, everybody thinks the Chargers are going to win, except for me and Gumpy. Gumpy and I are on the Raiders tonight. Uh, we have not changed our mind yet. That could potentially happen within the next two hours or so alongside A.J. Hawk. Uh, joining us now, I think, is he on? Is he on? Oh, man, I can't wait for this. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, a man who is a former NFL player and current president of the Washington football team, uh, Sports Business Journal, SBJ. Ooh. They titled him the best hire of 2020. Whoa. The entire year. The entire year. You know how many people were hired? A lot. A shit ton. Well, well. 
turns out actually on the well, opposite side. I mean, it, but but they, there was waves. There was waves of those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was the best. <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah. Anyways, still best hire of 2020. Yeah. Okay, there's a lot of people getting hired into positions that didn't even exist before this year. Best hire of 2020, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Wright. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, we there was a you saw us kind of figure that out there jay appreciate you uh, yeah oh, sorry i'm already cussing my bad. No, it's uh, all right that is hilarious first of all you have you have me dead at covid 19 <laughs> you know we had to uh we had to do old school journalism there real quick how are you how's it been what's it been like now you're into this a little bit whenever we talk to you very much newlywed stage that you were you guys were trying to put the pieces back together on the business side after all the adversity controversy everything you guys have been through you're sitting here week 15 in a good spot with your team feels like there's a lot of trust in the process and i assume building in business sides going well how do you feel this has been a hell of a job by you yeah man thanks man i'm i'm, I'm tired but i'm happy you good. know i'm having i'm having a i'm having a good time um it's a blast mainly because i get to work alongside someone like ron coach revere is remarkable guy obviously he's been through a ton this year but i've just tried to mirror on the business side a bit of what he has done on the football side and it's you know get your roster right create the right environment around them and then let them go to work let them do work and i'm trying to do the same thing on the business side um as well and um so it's we're having great progress we made a bunch of change the culture feels very different here we still got a long way to go but man i'm enjoying it okay so i the first time you came on the show we talked what now if you could remind me again between your playing days and now, you were working in a business or for a business that was literally the perfect job for you to become an NFL president. What was it again? You guys were like a uh, consultate, some sort of advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked for a big consulting firm uh, called McKinsey and Company, which basically works with the most complex businesses, governments, whatever around the world on their hardest problems. And, and usually when they're in a moment of crisis, right? And so coming into here, I'd argue, you know, day two of this job, I think the Washington Post article dropped. <laughs> so I was like, welcome, welcome. You know, yeah, yeah. You're piling, you know, fly, flaming bag of crap uh, to, to, to catch. Um, but but we managed it, right? And, 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 I, and I took that same recipe that I think Coach has done. You know, when I think about getting my roster right on my side, that means turning over my leadership team. I think I turned over 80, 90% of my leadership team because some folks, for better or for worse, were just not fit to go where we wanted to go with the vision. So you have to get your roster right. And we got a diverse set of leaders in place. And that's demographically, of course, minorities, women, et cetera, but also where they're coming from. I wanted people outside of sports to give us new ideas. Like I brought our CFO in from Rock Nation, Jay-Z's company. Um, you know, we think about getting the environment right for coach. That's about, you know, trainers and nutrition and, you know, really regimented practices with clear periods for us. You know, that's about policies, procedures, wonky stuff that y'all don't really care about. But, you know, getting compensation no. right, things like that, that are really important for us, you know? So it's, it, these are all parallels. And then when you let people go to work, once they have that around them, they can just be creative. And you see guys getting busy on the field. We have the same thing on the business side. Like our social and digital team is killing it this year. They are, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah, It's obvious on the internet. You can see it, yeah. Because there's some teams that stink, by the way. And then there's some teams that really know like, oh, this is how 
a large majority of our fans who our fans are not in the area are going to connect with our team is 100% or 100% through our social team by the way if i dropped a percent there that's cuz the the percent is very high the, it's 100% like that is how the team is perceived by people outside of your area i think it's a very by the way that's a great move by you has anything gone in a way that you you know, couldn't have expected or were surprised by anything like that, that you were like, you know, I thought this would go better. For instance, or you thought this was going to go worse. Washington football team, I think that has been an overall, overall success, right? Hasn't it been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it is. Uh, it has been embraced at whatever you at the best you could expect. <laughs> you know, it is, <laughs> it is hard to transition from a brand and an identity that has been around since 1932 that has so much history associated with it. Um, that's connected emotionally to folks in our families. And if there's one thing I learned, it's how deep that runs. Like I've learned a lot about our fans, man, that I did not know coming in. I, I really didn't. I didn't know how emotionally tied they were to these things and how important it is for us to be good stewards of this transition into a new brand and identity. But for the time being, yeah, there's, 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 it has been embraced at, at, at a good level. I don't know that everyone's excited about it being the, the the steady state solution and we're nowhere near making that decision but for now it's huh. good and we've all rallied around it because the team is playing well too and coach Revere has given me a huge assist there i was about to say you know like well how long are we running with this for and then in your answer <laughs> you're like don't ask yeah. <laughs> that's literally what like, you... back up off <laughs> <laughs> okay i do not want to deal with this question right now i do not have an answer for you i respect that a lot uh coach rivera you know he has, he goes through cancer this season while still working. Uh, the team now seems to be at an all-time high. Uh, who knows what the health – I haven't looked into the health of uh, Alex or Dwayne or whoever he got going on, but watching kind of Ron Rivera go through that, is that where the thought was like, oh, this is, this is the perfect guy for the job? Or at what point did you get that sense of like, you know what, I'm really lucky to be the tag team partner alongside Ron Rivera? It was right at the beginning, even before I took the job. In fact, it's one of the reasons I took it. When I was going through my interview process, Dan and Tanya put me and Ron in touch, and we talked for an hour, two hours or so early on in the process. And I think it was a couple things that you can relate to, Pat, like the connection between a former player the language you use, the experiences you've had, the way that you've developed bonds at that age in the locker room and getting your sort of leadership chops and the way you build your team from those experiences, all of a sudden we knew there was a ton of alignment, right? And, and then also the fact that we could speak to each other candidly. I think that came across early um, and often. And then in the process of working together, yes, seeing him go through these things has been inspiring. But to me, it's how he's maintain those leadership behaviors, his openness, his transparency, the way he keeps it brass tacks with me uh, through that whole period um, has, has made me realize this is going to be a great partnership for, for many years now. Whenever you think about the years going forward and building your franchise, obviously you got to think about the marketing and everything like that. Uh, yo, Chase Young is a dog. <laughs> he is a monster out there. Is he beloved, I assume, already by the fan base and by everybody? I mean, that is a guy that you can... No question. No, I mean, obviously he's a beast on the field, but for me, what I love about him and so many of the players that are playing well right now, Terry McLaurin, Montez Sweat, baby folks you don't normally talk about, like Jeremy Reeves, Cam Curl. Tress Cole. Way. Yeah, Tre Tress Way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
100. Like so many of the guys who are playing well and driving our success this season are also just great people. So for me as a business leader, I love that Coach Revere has prioritized character over talent. Now they're still incredibly talented, don't get me wrong, but he's prioritized character. And for me, as I think about building our brand, repairing our brand in places, when you can put a guy like Chase, who's not only running you know, back uh, scoop, scoop to scores uh, in prime time, but can stand in front of the camera and articulate a set of integrity and values way of working, leads vocally on the field, you know, defends his teammates when they're getting, uh, when, when there's something happening on the field. That's the type of guy I can really build something around going forward from a business standpoint that represents who we want to be, gritty, strong, but invested in our communities. Like that's that's gold. That's gold, man. How about him just just scooping the ball? I mean, he just scooped it up, Bruh, just like it was up. like it was a like it was a golf ball. Yeah, just, <laughs> and then he just tossed it over to his other hand. It was just like, well, I'm out of here. <laughs> I mean, ter- ter- I- terrible ball security, though. Ter- 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 mm-hmm. By the way, there's a lot of that. If you score, though, who cares? Who cares? What do you got, Connor? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It always has been. Jason, was there a week or a game where like you were walking around the building and you kind of just thought to yourself, like, wow, we're really turning a corner here and you know becoming the organization we want to be, or as just been a real day-by-day process you know one of the moments where i realized what coach was building was special was actually after a loss that people sort of railed the team for and that was the first game at the giants um when coach decided to go for two to go for the win at the end of the game and we fell short even though you know people would argue we had the momentum but 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 we went to overtime we would have won xyz and maybe we rue the day on that by the end of this season right but what i loved about it is that that decision was not made in a knee-jerk reaction sort of way. It wasn't Riverboat Ron gambling in the moment. This was his strategy. Mm. So we are going to be a bold, aggressive, assertive franchise. And I'm looking at the long term, and I want to build that character into my guys now, an attacking mentality, a belief that we should go for it when we have the opportunity. And choosing to do that in that moment, to stick by his guns, communicate that to the team, and say, we're going to do it again and again. I think that solidity, the fact that guys can trust his leadership in that way, has built what we have now. And if you think about the things that happened in the Steelers game, the decisions that were made, going for it on fourth in different scenarios, the way guys bowed up when the rest of the world started to see what Coach is building there, you see those things that were at the infant stage then starting to come to maturity probably sooner than we all expected. So it was that week when I realized this was going to build into something, maybe not as soon as it is, but I'm sure as hell happy it's happening soon. Hey, I just had this thought of you with a full deck, which by the way, a deck is a PowerPoint presentation. (laughs) For those that don't know that, that is what a deck is. I have this thought of you with this deck in front of your your new leaders or whatever, and it's him going for it and being aggressive, and then the next slide is like, that is what we are going to be. <laughs> like, I just had the entire... Yeah, I love that, man. Good for it's you. already happening. You're in my head. Yeah, <laughs> I could imagine. Diggs, what do you got? Jason, obviously with uh, a lack of fans, that's a huge revenue loss. Do you and other team presidents or owners, do you guys communicate with each other on ideas to create revenue in different ways? Or are you guys doing anything unique like that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, number one, I've been remar- I've been stunned at the level of collaboration that happens across the league. 
Um, you know, I've got people who have leaned in and given me great advice along the way. I'm thinking of my peers like Tom Garfinkel at the Dolphins, Al Guido at the Niners, Jason Sinaras at the nice. Bills, uh, Mark Bedane at the Raiders, like Jaime Elhai at the Jets. Like just so many folks that have just been in it with me. Um, Mark Murphy at the Packers. Um, uh, like these folks have been instrumental in helping me get up to speed. And yeah, we do talk about this unique environment. But I think there's a couple themes that have been in place. Number one, people have been health and safety overall, uh-huh. which you might not believe. You might call BS. But truly for fans to feel comfortable coming back in full force in 2021, we need to make the case now that we can provide a safe environment, uh-huh. both for our players and our fans. So it was a long game here to prioritize health and safety. And I think we've done that incredibly well, especially if you look at what's happened with other leagues and the complexity of ours. And you got to give the league an A for executing on that. So we talk a ton about that. And we all we also do talk about how we work differently with our sponsors, how we get creative with digital activations and using content to promote them and get them exposure that they're not getting in the same way in the stadium. We're definitely talking about all those things. And this is a Petri dish for innovation. Because when you're in crisis, things evolve more quickly. And so I think you're going to see a lot of cool things next year especially as fans enter back into the stadium that were developed this year. Um, and so, uh, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right that it's happening and, uh, and it will continue to happen even as uh, the, the playoffs materialize. Necessity is the mother of ingenuity. Put that on the deck, put that on the deck. Did you have to put the glasses on to get that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was a really, it was a, it was a very well versed statement that I made right there. And, uh, I hate the boring astros. Oh. I can't do it. Um, the $100 billion deals that you guys are about to sign with TV networks are, who does that? Is that the owners? Is that the owner's lawyers? Is that presidents? Is that a, like, how does that whole deal come together? Because I was reading about it in the New York Post and it felt like it might've been a little bit early to put that article out, but I feel like we're just, they're trying to get a sense of what the numbers are going to be because they still don't know who's going to be where. Amazon's potentially going to take Thursday night football by itself. Allegedly, no other networks really want Thursday night football, Monday night football and ABC. They want better games. They want the ability to flex. There was a lot in here by Andrew Marchand. It was a good article, but I saw a hundred billion dollars and I was like, okay, so who's negotiating? Yeah. Who's negotiating this deal? Like do, do presidents have any saying that of the individual teams? Is there any, because the Washington football team, by the way, historic, very large. Uh, I would assume there has some some sway in the conversation piece. Who's doing those deals? And by the way, congrats on uh, being able to get $100 billion yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the incredible stuff you guys got cooking <laughs> over there at the NFL. How's that, business? How's that, how's that come together? Yeah, so this happens at the league level. So the, the folks in the league office who, re, who run the media enterprise for the league, Brian Rolab, Hans Schroeder, and others, along with co- the Commissioner Goodell, and then the set of owners that sit on the, the media committee. Um, and actually, uh, our owner, uh, Dan, sits on that committee, and he's brilliant on this topic. They will do all of that work um, to get those uh, contracts in place for the league. And then we, the team presidents, we are more focused on what we call local revenue. That's ticket and sponsorship and all of that stuff um, uh, that, that is unique to our team and our organization. And so we get to be the beneficiaries of that great work, but our owners as our proxies are given a bunch of the input of our needs that we have as teams for those TV deals. Jeez, $100 billion. Oh, wow. That's good. That's it. Have you guys had any fans yet? No. 
We only had one game with fans. We, uh, when we hosted the Giants, we had fans that game, but otherwise it just hasn't been a safe enough environment for us. And it's a bummer because we're on a great run and our fans have waited for this for some time. But again, health and safety first from just a civic responsibility standpoint. Yeah. And then also to make the case for everybody coming back in droves in 21, we got to do it right. So with the, like the Browns, it seemed like they had the other night, 10, it felt loud in there. And then you have some yep. teams that have none. And then is that the local, like you are also talking to local authorities, I assume, and everything like that. And they're telling you what yeah, they think is available. Close, yeah. It's close collaboration with the state government and the county government. That's, that's where the buck stops, right? So we talked to Prince George's County and we talked to the state of Maryland and we align on what they think from a public health perspective is best. And then we, we together go and execute on it. What percentage of money do you guys make off of those ticket sales? And is that going to affect salary cap next year going forward? It's not a good year for, uh, I think, any franchise. We'll say that. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can promise you that. Um, I can promise you that. It's not pretty. The PL is not pretty. Um, but we, again, we see it as the right thing to do. We see it as the right thing to do. Um, and also, you know, for us in our organization, because we're trying to shift culture, we've also seen it as the right time to invest. You know, a lot of sports franchises and media franchise, media organizations around the world are furloughing, laying people off. Like we're hiring, we're building our workforce, we're investing in compensation and other capabilities. And that's different because we know we need to do that to shift our culture. So it, you know, we are investing and we're not making money. And so it, it's we're, we're making some long term or near term pain for long term gain. Hey, it's awesome talking to you, man. I'm so happy and I, I don't want to say proud because that'd be weird but <laughs> a former player being the president of an organization is just so cool to see business wise you know it's awesome you've been doing a hell of a job keep it going will you thanks bro i appreciate it hey you know when you check out those pnls and the uh, lois <laughs> and you start doing uh, the whole thing i appreciate hey, you. hey you're playing you're playing but you're using those like you actually know what you're talking about so don't front i, I you you did some reading somewhere oh, oh yeah yeah I can tell by the way you're using it I'm, i've been a part of some you know mm -hmm. multi-level <laughs> negotiations you know yeah, uh, that's where i learned about talking about you force know majeure dude ah. force majeure oh. will get you in the ass every time ladies and gentlemen joining us jason right there joining us now is the man that made this happen this barbecue sauce barbecue. the founder of our favorite barbecue sauce in the office mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, all pro, pro bowler, Hall of Famer at some point. From the New York Jets, Nick Mangold. Yeah! Atta boy, Nick. How you doing, pal? You look good over there. Oh, thank you. You know, I just, I thought the Santa hat, you know, might be, uh, you know, Festive. perfect for today. You look thin. Are you losing just all the weight right now? Are, are you doing the Yonda? Are you doing the... No, no, no. I got this fancy camera right here. It, uh, it makes it look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> what a move. That's a good idea. I saw something on Shark Tank. This one guy uh, basically had a filter built in already for a camera and just made everybody attractive. Yeah. Mm, uh, the, the guy who made money, uh, uh, you, the one guy who nobody knows his name. 
He made the money off of it. No. It's Billy. I'm happy you probably got one of those. Speaking of entrepreneurs and stuff like that, let's get right into it, shall we? The um, mm-hmm. the mangled 74 barbecue has become our office's favorite stuff. Oh, we love it. Put Steak. on everything. Chicken. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, boy. Oh, my Come on. Lord. Maybe Doesn't matter. Ribs. Wait, oh, the oh. ribs. Oh. We had a half rack mm. here just yesterday. We said, mm-hmm. hey, bring it dry. You know why? We got our own. Don't yeah, need yeah. you to do anything like mm. that. We got our own. Mm. It tastes so good. You know, this one's the uh the og which is uh sweet with a little heat then there's obviously another flavor and i assume there's more on the way but the thing about it is this barbecue you know i don't have to chug a bottle but you do allegedly now we need to talk about it the jets have won you and done you no favors this season and your blind loyalty early is going to come how do we handle this are you going to gimmick it somehow do we wait until the weather's warmer so it can potentially be you know an ad for the barbecue sauce to kick off cookout season what are we thinking here nick so here's here's my thoughts and i look back to you know beginning of the season yeah i make a bet um, you know, and I was on some bad teams when I played with the Jets. I was on some great teams when I played with the Jets, but I was on some bad teams. Great. And I always wore, we always at least won four games. So when you gave me the opportunity that it was going to be win four games, it was like, you know, as bad of teams that I've been on, this team can't be that bad. They'll at least win four games. Yeah. And yet here we are. Yeah, yeah. So zero. Um, another reason because of the season. Um, but I also, you know, I, I wore the Santa hat yeah. um, to kind of get the good vibes, good feelings going. Oh. Um, where maybe you'd have a little mercy on a guy <laughs> oh. whose team hasn't won a game. Oh, uh, life's already miserable, you say. Oh. Life is miserable, and I don't want you to be like Philly fans and hurt Santa. Oh, wow. I see. So I came, I, I came um, at begging well. at uh, the, the altar of the greatest man <laughs> no, in the media. No, what I'm worried, sir, is that, that I could just do a, a shot. Oh, a oh. Shot. Listen, listen, I I do believe Uh we're up. See, I was about to throw battery at Santa and do full (laughs) Philly fan, okay? But I'm. No, 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 never go full Philly fan. (laughs) But I motor through so many batteries that is a problem if I was to throw them over there. I'll probably need them in the middle of this interview. Um, I think the shot is a good compromise. I believe maybe, maybe, you know, because you and me were in a bet, right? So mm-hmm. it's two shot, and then I think the boys were a part of it yeah. as well. Yeah, gonna drink a bottle. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe three shot. One for me, yeah. one for you, one for the Jets, and then one for the boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah. And one for Jersey, right? That's four, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and one for Jersey. Yeah, because the state. So maybe three to four shots. How about how about how about one for all of Jets Nation, the fans yeah. that have had to sit True. through this mm-hmm. misery because yeah, they yeah. assume Fireman. Fireman Ed, he oh, needs one. Oh, he gets Fireman Ed. Now that we're at it, I think you just do the bottle. I guess the only problem I have, though, is it's such a quality sauce. Oh, true. That it's so thick. Yeah. Right? And it's going to be very difficult to do that many shots because it just gets stuck. It's like Dairy Dairy Queen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, you can, you can hold now. See, mine's ready to go. So I can shake you. You know, let me do a little shake. We'll, we'll do a little shake. All right, so how many? who are you doing shots for, Nick? This has to be understood. One for Fireman Ed, at least. Yeah. <laughs> look, look. 
Oh, oh it's delicious. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> right in there. Oh, oh, yeah. All right, just oh. one for Fireman. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, what about Gary V? Though? Yeah. Hey, Gary V deserves a shot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're going to be throwing, like, uh, you know, Tony Soprano in there. Right, That's James. true. Hey, by the way, now that we're saying it, uh, I think one shot's good after watching that thing <laughs> yeah. get dumped in there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Nick Mangled in a Santa Claus hat wearing a Jelly of the Month shirt, which we will talk about at some point, uh, in front of an incredible camera that makes him look like he weighs about 170 pounds, is repaying a bet because the Jets suck. He will now drink. Uh, they suck. They suck so bad. He will now drink one shot of Mangled's. 74 barbecue, the OG barbecue sauce, the best barbecue sauce in the land. Good luck out there, pal. Right. Is, is this is this a good angle here? Yep, yep. Got to dump uh-huh. it, I think. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Delicious. <laughs> oh, it's like malat. Oh. Yeah, get Good for it. you, dude. It's still uh, clunking out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, way to do it. Way to do it, That's dude. good BBQ, baby. Hey, that's so good. Hey. That's a good BBQ. Man, oh. 74 barbecue. Fireman head yeah. and stretch. See, nothing, more. nothing to wash it down with? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, you don't, Chase. <laughs> he is crying. <laughs> is he? Oh, oh, my eyes are watering. He had to force that down. Good for you, Nick. Hey, that's oh, not your fault. Yeah. That's a quality sauce. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, I took a little oh, bit of it earlier. Really good, man. Really good stuff. Oh. And um, I had to go, and I for you, I did the spicy, you know, because I was oh, and it's burning. Oh, you I get a little that. bit. You yeah, I, you should I, do I, water, I, maybe, maybe water. Can I do water? Does I that think, make me less of a man? No, no. I was no. actually going to offer up that you would put like a bottle mm-hmm. with water in it, in. and then you shake it because of how good the flavor is. You would have been able to, I, but you just said, "I'll just do a shot of it straight." And I was yeah. like, "All right, oh, there we go. Wow. It's super oh. good water." Mm. All right, Nick. Yeah. Now that you, we uh, now that we got through that, Jets stink. Who's gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna be? Are you gonna be the head coach? <laughs> are you gonna be the head coach of the Jets? You think? No, I don't want that pain. <laughs> good point. That's a good point. Yeah, good point. Um, no, no one's asked me. I would. I, I think it'd be pretty cool at some point down the road to be an offensive line coach, um, just because it's like being a junior in high school. You're at a very high position, but you're not at the top. Yeah. Like junior year was the best in high school. <laughs> when you think about the years, like freshman, you were scared. No one knew what was going on. Sophomore, you're starting to find your way a little bit. Junior, you've got your driver's license, oh. you're getting a feel, you oh. know the seniors, you're you know, you're playing at a pretty good level. Um, and then once you get the senior year, you have all the pressure that you have to be the guy. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I think juniors where, you know, we just cruise on through. Yeah, but you're also at the mercy of the seniors then, right? In this particular case. Not your high school, obviously, Centerville, you and AJ Hawk. Uh, oh. you guys were taking out seniors ahead of seniors, uh, uh-huh. I mean at one point down there. But in this particular case, it you would have to be obviously for a good friend of yours that's a head coach. Uh who's the head coach? Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're an offensive line coach, it's going to have to be a good head coach. It's going to have to be a friend of yours that's a head coach, right? I assume that. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely getting in based off of only because someone said, hey, if I ever get a head coaching job, I'll make you the offensive line coach. <laughs> I'm, not getting, I'm not getting in by qualifications at all. Uh, yeah, but there's some terrible coaches. Like There are some terrible coaches in the NFL. It makes no sense to me. Uh, by the way, <laughs> however much water you need to get through this barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck. 
It's in my nose now. Like it's, it's gone from my throat up into my nose. Um, it's a good taste. I really should not have done the spicy one. No, yeah. Hey, by the way, that's what happens when you have so many good flavors. You know yeah, what I mean? That's right. When you have so many good flavors, it's hard to choose which one you got to go for. Yeah, what are you going to do, man? Um, tonight's game is the Chargers and the Raiders. Do you know anything about the betting line for tonight? The Chargers are getting three points. Uh, okay. the, the Raiders just got their asses kicked by the Colts last week. They have four starters out on defense and a new defensive coordinator on the Raiders side. How do you feel about this game tonight, Nick? Where's the game? Is it in California or Las Vegas? In Vegas. In Vegas. Ooh, so home game for the Raiders. They just got their butts beat. They lost a couple of players there. Uh, and the Chargers giving up three points? Yeah, no, uh, they're getting three points. They're getting three points. Oh, um, I mean, I suck at betting. That's why we all um, do. I feel like anything I bet on is guaranteed loss. Okay. Um, so do what the opposite of what I say. So I say uh, take the Chargers and the points. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know how to feel right now because I, I like the Raiders tonight, but also I think you have a good brain. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to. No. Yeah. Not, n- not in the betting world. I suck. Really? I'm actually a curse. Really? So that's yeah. So that's okay. why I've actually started betting the Giants money line, um, so that they will start losing. Yeah. And I'm not about the Giants are the best team in the NFE East when you know they all suck. Well, that's an interesting thing. That that is a big part of gambling as well. By the way, is betting on teams that you hope to lose because you know you're a mush. That happens a lot in this office. Actually, yeah, there's a guy who is a brand new Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> fan, and ever since he's become a Steelers fan, they've been completely defeated mm-hmm. after going undefeated oh, yeah. for 11 straight weeks. And that would be Evan Fox. Matt. That's very interesting, Nick, Uh-oh. because I also like the Chargers plus three. Okay, nice. so that's good yeah, news. Yeah. <laughs> that's good news. That's good news for all of you. Um, he's a Steelers fan now. Uh, that's going to end now. He's a Steelers fan now. Have you heard this story about uh, Juju dancing on the logos for his TikToks? And mm-hmm. I think when people say something's bulletin board material, I think that's very stupid because nobody's actually doing that. But I do believe that's something where Juju should feel a little something when he's doing it. That's like, ah, I just feel like this is a little disrespect. Like, don't you? And, and unless he's. Which, by the way, he might be trying to be a pest, by the way. We're not 100% sure. He plays hard when he's on the field. He blocks hard. He does all that stuff. But I just feel like that's something that you should – I don't know. I, I, maybe I feel like old guy in my front yard, too, right now, kind of yelling at people. Yeah, I mean, get off my lawn. But uh, <laughs> it, it is a misconception because there's no such thing as a bulletin board anymore. Uh, those are gone by the wayside. Uh, with When the playbooks went on the iPads, um, <laughs> you know, bulletin boards were gone. So, um, you know, I think doing things for the talk – I think that's what the kids say. It's they do it for the talk, um, yeah. and dancing on a logo is just bad business. It is like you're just gonna piss off a defense like that. I doesn't. I've never understood that where, where guys do something, um, you know, where you know it's gonna make them mad, and you know that someone's gonna try to hit you harder, or they're gonna try to get to the quarterback a little bit more. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, did you ever talk at all? Were you all su- quiet the entire game? Or was it like super, hi, how's it going? Nice doing business with you. All right, I'm going to pass you over here to the guard now. What, <laughs> what was it like uh, out there for you? No, so for me, I was never a big trash talker, um, mainly because I was too tired. Um, you know, I wanted the air uh, when I was going back to the huddle. So I, I found it interesting. People that were yelling at other guys, you know, either during the play or after the play, and then they get back in the huddle – and they can't catch their breath enough to hear the play, and then we get to the line, like, wait, what's it on? Um, oh. 
I was like, well, you know, if you weren't yelling at the guy across from you for the past 15 seconds, maybe you'd know. And so that it was never my thing. Yeah. Uh, I did like making jokes. With guys that I knew, I liked making jokes. That was um, – and there was only a handful of defensive guys that I actually like. Um, that I could probably count on one hand. Uh, defense guys are just not good people. <laughs> to be honest, Juju plays wide receiver, though. He's dancing on logos. A lot of people say not good guy there either, you know what I mean? Yeah, not a lot of. I don't like a lot of wide receivers either. So. <laughs> you know, actually, come to find out, I really didn't like a lot of people. Yeah, um, yeah. Come to, I just I, there was only basically offensive linemen. Yeah, the only people I like. Huh. Uh, it seems like as we went through there, you realized a lot about yourself as we were going through yeah. that whole thing. Usually, because you cut off an entire half of the field, the defense. All right, so half the Go roster on. hate them. All right, and then uh-huh. Juju got brought to play. You're like, oh well, wide receivers don't really. And then in your head, you could see you calculating like. I don't like tight ends either. You know, I take that back. I, oh, I don't like tight ends because they were flashy offensive linemen. So they're. <laughs> um, I like I like running backs, quarterbacks, and offensive linemen. That's oh, what I like. Uh, that kind of seems to be the people that you most work closely with. That's mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah. There. yeah, and I also like, and not just because I'm talking to you, um, and I've already done my shot, but I I also like the specialists because they seem to have their own little world. And it was a cool world, and I wanted to be a part of it, but I was always in meetings, so I could never be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, you had to work and things like that. So, like, the, right. thing, the thing we had going on was just, like, how do we pass time, you know? And I think I think a lot of specialists would have loved you guys in there, though, by the way. We were a very welcoming bunch, I do feel like. But time always gets cut off because you guys got to work, and we don't. We don't really have anything going on, so. Yeah, next thing you know, the, the pitching iron comes out, and you guys are just over there hitting golf balls, and we're walk- marching off to meetings. But... They do say if you can have a good bump and run, probably going to be a good field goal kicker, you know? Mm-hmm. So those every single rep there is needed mentally. Is it the bump and run or is it the flop? Well, both. I mean, either I, mean, yeah. I don't flop much, okay? Couldn't do it. But if you're sending one into the green there, that can really correlate to whenever you're trying to pin a team <laughs> deep. So I say more golf clubs the merrier out there. Diggs, what See, do you I got? feel like especially as a punter, you would want the flop. You want to just flop it down. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would want that. I, I, I get you're getting. I thought you meant flop, as in like the uh, like dive flop. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, like like basketball. Yeah, because it was a little pun you just did there. Actually, you know what I mean? No, no, no. This is a flop more of the golf shot because oh. we're talking golf. Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Bring it up and down and in there. Yeah, you want to, you, you know, coffin corner. You know, I actually did the golf swing. Whenever I did that, like I actually, you know, whenever it would check up down there, I did a golf uh-huh. swing. And then I had golf channel judging my goddamn swing. I'm in full pads. Get off my dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, uh-huh. right? It's hard right, to least. it's hard to really get you a know. good wrap around <laughs> whenever you're in full pads. But I felt like it was a pretty good. There's only a handful of people that can judge people. Um, God, um, <laughs> me. I was a judge on Chopped, so I judge yes. people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's about it. How'd you do? I, I, I went on a big chopped bender mm-hmm. one time, you know, like you kind of get into uh, there's some shows that are like that. There's some people that are like that, you know, like we might potentially be people that are, that are like that eventually. Uh, but that chop, that food looks terrible. Is it? Was it just, you know, it's it, I, I'm not going to I don't want to pull the curtain back too far um, and see the little guy behind there. Um, it was the food I thought was good, but it, it's so long in production that you don't get it, you know, steaming hot. Oh. So you kind of have to take it off. You're like, ooh, well, this would be better if it was hotter. 
Um, it's kind so of disrespectful to, put, to food. Know, yeah. yeah. What the? Yeah. It's kind of disrespectful to food. It is a little bit, but it's also a really cool opportunity. It was, it was a very neat experience, and I loved it. It was one of those stupid things that, like, why am I here? What, what's going on? And But I took full advantage of it. Yeah, we all live very dumb lives at this point. You just kind of got to embrace it and do this stuff. What did you say? What, what was your – were you a harsh critic? Were you, like, you know, a little bit difficult? My palate sophisticated? You should have added no. should have added a little something acidic onto this Ooh. thing. Did you drop a little bit of that in there? Did you, what drop, did you- drop a little knowledge? Uh, no, I was too scared. Um, it was, you know, the, uh, you got like real chefs doing stuff. Yeah, fuck you know, them the, though, Nick. I mean, <laughs> you're the judge. You're Nick Mangle. Oh, you know, you're the judge. You swing the hammer. Come on. This tastes terrible. I wish you would have. Did you do any of that or was it all like, you know, I could see what you're going for type stuff? Yeah, it was prim and proper. Oh, did you have a suit on? Uh, what did I go with? I went with a sport coat mm. and a button down, but mm. I still wore a hat. Smart. Smart. Uh, Dick, what do you got? Nick, uh, a little bit ago we were talking about the Steelers and offensive line. Um, Mm -hmm. You're familiar with them. You played them a lot. Willie Colon came over. I'm sure he told you stories. Um, Their offensive line is kind of – they can't run the ball at all anymore. Is there a reason for that, and you think it could be fixed this late in the season? Um, This late in the season, you hope that it can be fixed. You know, I I think it's very difficult because you look at a team that goes 11-0 to start the season – and you say that they're a bad, you know, football team, even though they've won 11 games. And it's it's hard to win a game. Uh, ask the Jets. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. to win 11 of them straight, they got to be doing something right. So um, I think it can come back around. I think, you know, they really need to focus on the, the simple stuff, um, you know. And, and it's just – it's one of those things, you know, you got to get hot at the right time. They started out strong. They're having their dip, which I actually think is going to be a good thing for them. Okay. Um, because they'll they'll have their dip. They'll come back roaring back coming into the playoffs. Um, so I'm still high on Pittsburgh. We did. What do you got, Connor? Nick, with how historically atrocious the Jets are, is there any silver lining where you look at it and it's like, well, at least they have this, at least they have this, or is it just all across the board just terrible? Fireman Ed, Gary V. Mm-hmm. Nick Mangle. Nick Mangle. Yeah. Got you, dude. Now, uh, the one, uh, the one big, um, the guy that I love, uh, Makai Becton. Um, I haven't, I've yet to meet him personally because of you know Rona, um, but you know he is just a massive human being. I think he has all the the tools uh, necessary to be a, a staple left tackle for ten years. Uh, I'm really high on Makai. And I hope the best for him. And, and I think the other side, too, is, you know, beyond the players, I love Joe Douglas. Um, I, I love that he has a six-year deal, so he's not going anywhere for a little bit. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll have a little bit of stability at the GM where we can get a philosophy, where we can get drafted guys that match up to what uh, we see happening uh, with the team. Whereas, you know, instead of the last nine years where we've had, like, four GMs. So uh, hopefully, you know, we stick with J.D., we, we find uh, guys that he wants. He, he brought in a left tackle, which is building through the offensive line, which I think is the way to do it, um, you know, because I'm a homer. And, um, you know, we'll see if that's the way to go. And I'm hoping for good things that way. Hey, do you, you should be like a uh... – you know, maybe the PR person yeah. for the Jets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, I didn't know that JD had a six-year deal there because I thought there was a chance maybe full clean house, but no, that's not the case at all. He's going to have a chance to maybe give this thing a go. It may be even a couple years it doesn't work out. He's like, all right, let's give this thing a go again. And he's the one who built the Eagles, right? That was him? Uh, yeah. I think, 
Yeah, I think he was. He had a hand in it, and I think that's the thing, big thing. You know, when you look at it, I, I had one of my former teammates. I won't mention names because I'm not here to to rat people out. But he texted me after the ninth or ten loss. I don't know. They all run together, um, and he reached out and said, uh, "You know, what the hell's going on? Like, why why are we so terrible?" And I was like, "Because we've had four GMs in the past nine years. Like, how do you build a philosophy, an organization, when you're always having changeover?" because teams start with the GM, you know, the draft philosophy, uh, the guys they acquire through free agency, the guys that they see. Um, it, it's just not a good way to go about business. Was that noted Jet Tim Tebow that texted you that? Ooh. No, Tim doesn't have my number. Oh. I'd probably for good reason. Huh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Zeno? Uh, so uh, Eli Manning was eating a sloppy Joe. What was that yeah. thing, Nick? So are you, are you familiar with the Jersey sloppy, or are you thinking the Midwest sloppy? Midwest, yeah, it looked nothing like it. Right, so I had that, I struggled too, because, you know, born and raised in Ohio, uh, best state in the union. Um, <laughs> the sloppy Joes are ground beef with, like, a tomato mixture. Yes, and, yes. Know, it's a sloppy Joe. Right. I made them extra sloppy. Uh-huh. Extra sloppy yeah, for yeah. you guys. Yeah. And then I come out here to Jersey, and they're like, yeah, do you have a, a Sloppy Joe? I was like, you can get a Sloppy Joe at a deli? They're like, oh, That's yeah, they're amazing. fantastic. I was like, I, nah, they're not fantastic. You know, they're middle of the road. <laughs> he goes, no, you need to go get one. Get a ham Sloppy Joe. I was like, what do you mean a ham Sloppy Joe? Like, it's ground beef. He goes, no, 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 go to the deli. So you go there, right, it? and look at Eli just looking like a little kid. God bless him. Um, <laughs> you go there, and it's a, it, it's a rye bread, right? Ugh, you get the rye, you get uh, your ham, the, it's coleslaw, uh, usually some sort of cheese, That's a and sandwich. then Russian dressing, the and fuck? then another slice of rye, your ham, your coleslaw, your Russian dressing, and then topped with a, another piece Is of rye. Is it good? That and looks disgusting. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Do not sleep on the Jersey Sloppy Joe. <laughs> it is fantastic. Bad name. Bad name. Don't like it. That's nothing like a Sloppy Joe. That, that is nothing like I, I Listen, I'm, I'm with you. I, it blew my mind. And, but here we are. You know, I have, I have my Midwest Sloppy and I have my Jersey Sloppy. Okay. What's the better not Sloppy? Bad. Well, that's a Midwest one for sure. I look at that fucking sandwich. There's no way that one's better than uh, the Sloppy Joe out in the middle of the Dude, I'm telling you. I'm t- they're completely different. You can't compare the two. They got the same name, though. Other than the fact that they have, you know, they're, it's two pieces of bread with some sort of meat concoction <laughs> in the middle. Sandwich. They're completely different. Okay. All right. Hmm. Ty, what do you got? Nick, speaking That's of... That's unbelievable <laughs> that they did that. This <laughs> one one Which pieces. one was first? Did, did the one that I and everybody else... On it right now. Did we ruin the... Did no, we, no, 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 no. No, no, we no, wouldn't no, have done no. that. No, no chance. No, no, no. no the Italians. Sloppy Joes were first. It was the Italians. I know it. Sons of us bitches. Us Italians, by the way. Us <laughs> Italians. I know that. Sorry, Ty. What are you Nick, no, no. It was us Germans. Nick, speaking of former teammates, uh, we had AJ Hawk on yesterday, and I believe you guys did live together. We were talking Why? about roommates that you would want to have. Was he just like the worst Why? roommate ever when you lived with him in college? So, Edge is, is uh, he's salt of the earth. Love the guy. Um, you know, we, we've known each other since uh, third grade, I would say, um, it, which is the funny part. So, we get to college, and like, you're trying to figure out who to room with. And AJ, I, I look at AJ, I was like, hey, you know, you want to room together? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, and then 
we spent our whole freshman year and we probably said all of 20 words to each other. Um, and Mutes. then we decided we had a good thing going. So then we lived the next three years together in the same house on Norwich Avenue. Go Norwich. Um, and yeah, go Norwich. It, it was seeing AJ now, he's a completely different human. Um, it, it weirds me out seeing him anytime on radio or anything uh, where he's talking. Because he in college he did not talk. You see his hands. He said he was a mute. Yeah, his hands are obviously. I mean, you probably got some potential war wounds in the hands too. Do you? No. Oh, I got the normal. pinky that doesn't go straight. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. AJ's got that. Plus, these got the. Yeah, his are disgusting. He's got the entire thing. Um, <laughs> Nick, we appreciate you so much for joining us, man. I think and we didn't even get to talk about Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, we got time. Go ahead. Go. Let's go. What is? It? Is this something you're doing, or is this? Uh, what do you got going no. on? Christmas Vacation, the best Christmas movie of all time. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, mangled. Well, are you? Are wait, whoa. <laughs> we we run out of time. <laughs> run out of time. No, you cannot cut me off on this one. Are you disputing <laughs> Christmas Vacation is not the best Christmas movie of all time? So let me let me tell you <laughs> what has happened here. I I never saw the movie. Okay, never seen it. Never seen it at all. <laughs> Thanksgiving night, we lose Steelers-Ravens mm -hmm. because of 1-9. Uh, uh, you know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about? Then I said, what am I going to watch Thursday night? And I go, okay, I'm going to give this a go. Somebody tweeted, Chris Mortensen tweeted me to, <laughs> to watch it. And then somebody else got it. It became his big thing. Uh, you know what? 15, 20 minutes in, I got distracted by something. Have yet to finish it. I get it, though. Okay, funny stuff. Ha, ha, ha. But I I, it's, I don't think it can hold a, a single candle or whatever the phrase is, flame, to the Grinch with Jim Carrey yeah. or to Santa Claus with Tim Allen. And that is final answer. No, that is not final answer. Uh, I will throw out the Grinch. Grinch with Jim Carrey is trash. Oh, oh shit! shit. <laughs> oh my God! Black mile, jury duty, jury duty. Are you kidding me, dude? It's, it's a not that good. Oh, get him out! Oh my God! I wanted. Anyways, uh, we only got anyways ten seconds. Christmas vacation. We, yeah, we have five seconds. So Christmas vacation, best Christmas movie of all time. It's uh, Pat McAfee's favorite, and you heard it here first. I'm going to try to watch the whole thing because a lot of people I respect like it. So I'm going to give it a go. I, I'm going to try my best. But I watched no movies growing up. I saw zero Disney movies. I didn't see it. I mean, I feel like my childhood, now that I'm looking back, much different than most people's. But that's how it's going to be. Nick Mangle, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah! Uh, so sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know. Between never-ending laundry cycles, emails... And all the other stuff you got going on, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. Nice. You want Chinese? Sounds good. Are they talking about pizza? Oh, I'm always down for pizza. Someone wants some Froyo or ice cream, mm -hmm. huh? There's something for everyone on DoorDash. I go, right now I'm in between diets, mm -hmm. so I'm eating a lot. Sure. I'll go Arby's. Yeah, of course. And then I'm not scared to go... And just get a dessert from somewhere. No. Why Why? Why would you be? I get the apple turnover, obviously, from Arby's. Mm -hmm. But I'll get just straight up gallons. No, not gallons. I guess quarts of ice cream from oh, places yeah. on DoorDash. Why not? It's fucking unbelievable that the entire world can just come right to your doorstep. Now, the quarantine has obviously been, uh, I guess, satelliting. No, not satelliting. Um what that guy say we did to that uh, alleged rumor yesterday? Um, uh, 
we were amplifying it. We were. Um, oh yeah, I think he, he satellited him. Satellite is that yeah. what he said? Because mm-hmm. he said that we made it bigger. Right. The rumor we made it bigger. We we projected it basically. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened with the quarantine with uh, people getting food delivered to their house. I think it like it projected it quicker. Like sure. this thing happened, you know, mm-hmm. because, but my wife and I, we've been DoorDash OGs soon as this concept came out because I'm a little bit of a homebody, mm-hmm. you know, I enjoy working. I enjoy doing things. And then I just like going home and chilling at the house. Wife and I enjoy it. And, you know, going to a restaurant is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all, but you know, it's also awesome. Just getting that some bitch delivered right to the house. Yeah. Eating it on the couch. Okay. So I don't even got to get changed. Nah, I don't got to drive anywhere. Nah, I don't got to worry about anything. Nah. Oh, but the food's still coming. Brilliant. Oh, okay. I yeah. might've been the first person on DoorDash app in Indiana when it came to be honest. <laughs> My wife and I use it so much. They've helped us obviously uh, get through the entire quarantine. They are the truth, dude. Oh, yeah. No question. I love DoorDash. Use it probably, you know, four to five times a week. Yeah. I'm north of that for sure at the mm-hmm. house. I mean, it's a problem a little bit, but hey, you know, they're there for you and it's convenient. You know, sometimes we want to, I'm in between diets right now. So, like, sometimes we'll eat, you know, we'll cook something. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, it's like, hey, you want to, why not? You know? Just comes right to the house. Not going to kill you. It's fucking awesome. It's the best. It's a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. This would have been cool to create, DoorDash. Yeah. I bet that guy is in a pretty good spot right now. I would assume. Yeah. I would assume he's doing okay right now. Mm-hmm. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with no contact with their new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Oh, nice. So you don't even have to talk to anybody. No, and they also have on there like, under 30 minutes expectation order. Then you can go like, oh, what do you want? Sandwich, pizza, chicken. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, they make it so easy. It's next level. They make it so easy. With over 300,000 partners in the US, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, shout out Australia, you can support, and obviously Canada and Puerto Rico right. too, but this is the first time, you know. Mm-hmm. You can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and Cheesecake Factory. I love Cheesecake Factory. Hey, that's a deep menu, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Think about the varieties of food that DoorDash has on here from their global fucking 300,000 partner thing. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to name a restaurant that's not on there. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Good. (laughs) That was poorly timed reading. (laughs) To be honest, I didn't know exactly where that sentence was going. Sure. I thought they were potentially saying, hey, we're helping the communities we operate in operate, by the way, because this is, uh, you know, potentially saving some places because you can't eat in anymore. Right. Which they should talk about because I I assume that is potentially a big deal right now. Right now, our listeners can get five dollars off. Wow. Wow. And zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code McAfee. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code McAfee, M-C-A-F-E-E. It's a pretty good deal. Don't forget, that's code McAfee for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Isn't it interesting, though? I feel like everybody has DoorDash at this point. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't, certainly don't know of anyone who doesn't have it. I guess in places where it's really not available but it's grow those places I mean, are growing yeah by it's the way. becoming available in all of those Everywhere. places so i mean we're kind of fucked we're probably not gonna get a lot of traction for them there 
Probably not. Hey, just know that we appreciate DoorDash. Yeah, appreciate and you have, Door, you have DoorDash right now, and you probably have other options. DoorDash is supporting the biz, which we appreciate. Mm-hmm. And uh, DoorDash is the best. They're yeah, the OGs. They are. What am I going to order tonight? <laughs> I'm actually thinking, what am I going to order post-show here? So. Yeah, to the office. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly Before we even get up. Yep. Shout out to DoorDash, man. Uh, you're going to be worth $100 billion someday. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Congrats to DoorDash, <laughs> yeah. man. Once again, um, download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code McAfee, M-C-A-F-E-E, for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. What a deal. Back to the show. Let's get into this thing. Joining us now is a man who is a college football champion and a Super Bowl champion. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hall. What's up, dude? What's happening, guys? How you doing? Hey, talk to your uh, former roommate that you guys said 20 words to each other your entire freshman year together, uh, Nick Mangold, earlier, and he did a shot of his barbecue sauce. It was awesome. He did a shot? I saw the, the short clip where you guys posted of him talking about me, I guess, as a roommate. Yeah. You hated it. You loved it. You thought it was accurate. You thought, okay, not too shabby there. Good conversation. Good roommate. That's a guy I would pick to room with again. Absolutely. I mean, think about it. I, I roomed with him my freshman year, and Nick, I think, said we... We spoke about 20 words, and then we said, hey, let's just roll this into the, our whole college career. So, yeah, I lived with Nick my whole time on campus at Ohio State. You you, you and Nick still tight, yeah? Yeah, he, he lives in Jersey, so he's not here in Ohio, but yeah, you, he came bro, in. Uh, he told us about these fucking Jersey Joes, Sloppy Joe things. Did you see that part of the interview? Because Sloppy Joe I've been having my entire life, and I think everybody in here has been having their entire is very different than the Sloppy Joe in Jersey. It's very different. It's a, Make ass Sloppy it is a, Well, Zito's very offended by it, but <laughs> for us, it's just very different. So did you, have you hung out with him out there, and have you lived his, you know, his New Jersey life with him at all? No, I haven't. I haven't been to his his spot in Jersey. It's probably really um, he was nice. here oh, last yeah. year, the year before, and, and stayed here at the house for a night or two. But sloppy joes are in the same category as as meatloaf for me. I, I'm not really messing with it. Really, do you like oh. sloppy joes? No, what's wrong with that's a Jersey one? Obviously, you knew that, right? It looks like Jersey Mike's. <laughs> Well, yeah, to be fair, too, yeah. <laughs> Jersey is involved in both of those sandwiches <laughs> that you're similar. talking about. Yeah, it's nothing like Sloppy Joe we had, but it was interesting talking to him, man. I enjoy conversations with Dick Mangold a lot. I, I never know how he feels. You know, I never know how he, <laughs> I never know how he feels. Can't really get a good read on, but I enjoy the hell out of what's coming out of his mouth. Yeah, he is. He, he's one of those weirdly intelligent guys. Yeah. He's super smart, Hates the and you can't really ever get a read on where he's at with anything. So I think that's a good, I think it's a great trait to have, I guess. He's much smarter than I am. I can tell immediately upon saying hello to him, actually. I, I think the first words that came out of his mouth to me, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is one of those smart dudes. All right, got it. This is one of those smart guys. Um, but whenever he started talking about Christmas movies, Zito just alluded to it there. He said the Jim Carrey Grinch was terrible. I mean, that was a heartbreaker for me. I, I look forward to Jim Carrey Grinch movie season. Like, uh, you know, I, I watched the, the Santa Claus, Home Alone already mm. uh probably gonna watch the grinch with the wife some mm-hmm. point up next go. i mean it, i get excited for it he said that movie was trash and by the way a lot of people on the internet agreed with him <laughs> i did not know that that was how people felt about the grinch i love that i enjoy the hell out of that movie well you probably like it i i think I mean, I watch it with my kids. If I didn't have kids, I doubt I'd watch it a whole lot. Oh, oh, way to go. Salt Way to go, dude. You guys are out of control. Don't you like no. it, though, because of Jim Carrey? Because, like, you're like, this dude 
there's a guy in there doing all of this. Like that's what I think is amazing. Like the acting that Jim Carrey does. All of yeah. it. All of it. Because you've heard the stories about whenever he was Andy Kaufman, how he was Andy Kaufman all the time. He's one of those method right. actors. So I just like to think of him being the Grinch, just fucking walking around mm -hmm. getting lunch. You know what I mean? If he's doing like, because that's how he acts, right? He's always the guy. He had to do like six hours of uh, makeup every yep. single day mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, I just. And by the way, I think it's cleverly written. I think it's a clever movie. I really do. It's. But I'll tell you what. I am in the minority, I've learned. The internet was loud about it. They were loud about that. It's not my favorite. Santa Claus is. But it, the, the, there's, I enjoy good Christmas movies, holiday movies. I'm a big yeah, fan of it. All the way, yeah. It's a brilliant idea. You just make money every single year. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about Santa Claus too? Better, I think. You think so? No. Which one's Santa Claus I think Claus they're both two? good. The two is where they make a toy. Tim Allen. Oh, yeah, it takes him. over he the whole thing. He goes mad with power. Yeah, because he had to go find a wife. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. I like them all. I'm, I'm a big Santa Claus. No, there's that one. The third one, I think, is the bad one. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, the third one. Cash oh, grab. Yeah, yeah. It's like, should have stopped. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Should have stopped that whole thing. But we tried to run it back one more time. We realized that the holiday money is good because every year we're making money off our movie. Because there's only a few that run. I mean, there's that one channel. Um, that runs 24 hours worth of Christmas movies. Freeform's doing it right now. Freeform, yeah. yeah. My wife, when I'll get home, and, and, and Freeform will be on or whatever. So if you make one of those, though, you make money forever. Like, you just, forever you're making money. And you just got to hope it hits, I guess. Isn't that, I, I assume that's why, like, a lot of musicians put out Christmas albums. Because that year after, like, hey, that's just that's that's that mailbox money that keeps coming. Hey, let's hope this hits, okay? Yeah, uh -huh. Because if we put out one good fucking song right mm -hmm. now, we'll get paid for the next fifty years with this thing, okay? <laughs> we just need one. You put one out, and it doesn't go, and we're like, anybody gonna play it next year? Oh. And then you get to like the holiday season, ain't nobody playing. Like, fuck, back to the drum board. Uh -huh. Gotta do it again. Let's see if we can get one. It just feels like that's a good thing. But I did not know the. So you said so you wouldn't watch any holiday or Christmas movies if you didn't have kids? Oh no, I'd watch them all. I, I definitely would watch them, but. I'd say like the Grinch is more of a kids movie. No, 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 it's a humor. Like four, okay, like an adult Spit Christmas movie that kids can watch too. Like four Christmases, right? Is that Vince Vaughn? Hey, Zito's, oh, yeah. Zito's not happy with you right no, now. Yeah, he is not. not. I don't want to look at you. Yeah, he's disgusted with you right now, man. Zito's not happy with the the slander against his Grinch. I love the Grinch. I love it. I don't dislike the Grinch at all. You, I, that's I, not what it sounds I, like. Now Zito does have an interesting take on Christmas movies. Oh what, yeah. What was your? Uh, what oh, was, actually, my favorite uh, Christmas movie is uh, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's his favorite. Jingle All the Way. By the way, the not a bad show. movie. The Big Show, isn't it too? Yeah, and so is the neighbor. The rest in peace. Still Hartman. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to fuck his wife the entire time. Oh yeah. <laughs> his neighbor. Trying to get those yeah. cookies. That's his character. Though. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Not a, real yeah. guy. <laughs> real guy. Turbo yeah. man. R.I.P. You know. Hey, what Ken, about Fred Claus? Fred Claus That's is a good classic. movie. I like Fred Claus is a good movie. Good Fred movie. Claus is a yeah. classic. So is Four Christmases. Yeah. Yep. Elf. Elf uh, stinks. Elf stinks. You guys hey, watched it hi. too much. Why do you hate it? Why do people hate Elf? I've never. I don't think I've ever they watched don't it. Elf. They love Elf. They've yeah. just seen it so many times. It's such a good movie, and now they're over it. But there's a movie, by the way, that hit, and they'll make money forever. Yes. Oh yeah. Hey, well, I got a question for Ty. Yep. Or actually, this goes for Foxy as well with the, his Detroit connections. Why does Tim Allen shy away from his cocaine arrest that he had back in the 70s? <laughs> well, that was, that was Tim Dick. That was a different time. I mean, he's a changed man, you know? He can't do it. What was he doing? He was moving, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. He was moving. Mm -hmm. was, he, he, was he doing, like, super movement? Like I think he had a lot of coke on him when he got arrested. <laughs> so, so up in Michigan, really? you had Tim Allen, and then you had that um, – 
the uh, white boy Rick. They were just moving oh, yeah. coke up there. One point four three pounds. So you think Tim Allen and White Boy Rick have done business together? Oh yeah, probably guaranteed. At least the dad. Hey, that's a good movie documentary thing. Shout that out Kalamazoo. White Boy Rick. Uh huh. Have you ever seen that movie? Do you oh, know yeah. who I'm talking about right now? He, he just got out of jail like a month ago or something. Did he? Uh, yeah. Congrats to him, man. Long yeah. time. Yeah. He was in jail a long, long time. Not, no, no, he's a in, bad guy. Oh, not in jail. Oh. Well, well, you know, when you think about White Boy Rick, the circumstance with his father really comes yeah. into play as well. Well, yeah, so. if you want to get into a full psychology yeah, situation. Not, really, he was born oh. into the game. Yeah, and if he had any other options truly at any point of his life, and the answer was no, but, I mean, he did cause a lot of harm to a lot of people. So True. you kind of conflicted in his story while watching. You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of... It's the like whole a, part of an it. Anti-hero. And know? then he goes to jail for like 700 years. And you're like, all right, now whose side am I on now? I, I don't know. If it was, Uh-oh. Yeah, very interesting. I was yeah. snitched. Tim Allen, though, and him were, who? White Boy Rick did? Tim Allen. Whoa. T- Tim whoa, Allen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to move on. There's a game tonight. No. No. Don't. Don't. But we, there's a game we're going to talk about. He was facing life in prison. But no. No. He provided the names of all the other dealers. No. Oh. Tim Allen. Italian. Now we know that's why. That's that why he doesn't Jim know Allen. Oh, man. He spent wow. two years and four months in prison. Wow. Short and Sam Dick, baby. He had 650 grams of cocaine. Just real quick, real quick. Nope. Can't. Now he, nah. came, he came out, Tim Allen. You know, he was a changed man, and that's when he was what like, I'm going to dedicate Diggs? my life to film. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's why Wilson was always hiding oh, his gotta... face behind the fence. <laughs> You're talking about the DUI? Didn't want to get out. Oh, Talking about the DUI, Nick? Bro, Gumpy from... <laughs> Gumpy, what was that? That was awesome. What was that all about Gumpy? <laughs> Jesus. All right, so the Chargers <laughs> play the Raiders tonight. Sports show. <laughs> what a transition. Speaking of blow. Um... No, see, I don't think it's going to be a blowout or a blown opportunity for the Raiders in my Ooh. eyes. I think um, I think Raiders win this game. It's moved to three and a half. I'm not sure if it still is. The Raiders are favored. Um, Chargers, Raiders, AJ, how do you see this one going? Four Raiders defense is out. Four starters are out. So uh, new defense coordinator, it's Marinelli. Uh, so I think that is all the information that needs to really be told about this whole thing. How do you feel about it? Well, first off, I, did Schefter correct this tweet? It's Damon Arnett, not Damon Annette. Uh, I'm guessing he, he re- replaced oh. this eventually. Well, I, <laughs> wow. I'm not sure. We must have got an, maybe an earlier edition of the Twitter, which a lot of people, by the way, were talking about. Uh, Twitter has gone back to the old retweet button. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice took the, the extra Thank step you. out of it. A lot of people Thank on Twitter, Twitter said uh, that they only did that because the election was happening. There's a bunch of conspiracies around it. Whatever the case, it feels like this is the first time Twitter has ever uh, like accepted that maybe the change they made wasn't great. You know, they moved where to send a tweet button was. Or it, they, they've done a lot of things, and they just kind of like let everybody go, yeah, you'll figure it out, you, which we all do, by the way. We just adjust, and we like it. It happens with phones. happens with basically every single social media platform. This is the first time that Twitter has been like, all right, all right, all right. We'll fucking change it, you know, which is pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool. Now, Fleet's probably going to die off as well. Mm. Uh, but a lot of people talk about the edit button being one they want to add on, like I assume Schefter wanted on this tweet potentially or whatever. Um but boy, that would set people up for big problems if you could edit a tweet because you can get that thing get retweeted thousands of times and then go ahead and uh, change them where you could get trolled really bad on those. Oh, yeah. Now, granted, somebody did propose last night in the tweet. He said uh, maybe you get like a 10 second edit 
like 10 seconds after the tweet is sent, mm-hmm. you can oh. edit it out. And I think that was maybe a good idea. I think that was maybe a good idea. I feel like that's going to take a lot of tech involvement <laughs> yeah. to have a 10-second countdown after every single tweet for you to potentially edit it. But that's potentially what happened on this tweet right here. Does that change anything, Aaron, in how you're viewing how the game's going to go? Uh, it doesn't change anything because what we have two game-time decisions, right, on the Chargers with the receivers. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and also yeah. questionable Eckler is playing or expected to play, but uh, who knows how that's going to go, the whole thing. If, Thursday night football, you know, you got to throw out all the record books, especially mm-hmm. in a divisional game. That's right. Who do you like? I like the Raiders, and I like them to cover. Yes! Wow. Yes! Wow. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Me Fair too. No, hey, Marinelli's t- taking over. We know Marinelli's a big Tampa 2 guy. They can't change their whole scheme, but guess what? Anyone above the age of three years old can play Tampa 2 after a simple explanation from your coach. So if they want to get into that and try to, <laughs> I guess, minimize their game plan going in, I know Marinelli's even said in his first press conference, hey, we only have like two or three days, but we're going to try to hone in on fundamentals, back to the basics. So I look for the Raiders' D to actually show some life tonight. That's yeah. what I thought as well, by the way. I thought that as well. Uh, when I heard there was four players out, uh, now I, I reconsider this whole thing. Doesn't matter who's out there, you know? It's going to be a fresh fresh batch of boys out there with a new D.C. I mean, they're going to simplify everything, I assume. Probably Marinelli, I assume, is going to listen or has heard what the players didn't like, potentially did like. I assume this is going to be a whole different, uh, maybe, you know, strategy going in. And maybe, by the way, Herbert, who's been an incredible quarterback this year, and I enjoy watching him play, maybe it'll be a different defense than what they could have expected here in a couple of days because it's potentially a brand new defense. Herbert's going to cover up, uh, carve up that vanilla uh, cover two defense. Uh, uh, and then it'll break. On the other, Raiders are going to win because they're the more desperate team. Oh, no, so you just literally no, just, you see what he guy. did there, AJ? No, He's using that for nice, social media. <laughs> this guy is leaving out some information <laughs> and presenting other facts to make himself look good on social media. And I'll tell you what. I respect it, but <laughs> he will edit both of those clips right in half and just put out one of them or the other one, and that's a good move. I would assume that I'm surprised you haven't done that since the beginning of the season, yeah. to be honest with you. I just don't, I don't know which way to go, right? Chargers 1-6 and six against the spread their last seven. Raiders 6-0 and oh against the spread their last six against the AFC West. Jeez. Whoa. I mean, so sorry to interrupt, dude. Like, so, so sorry. Apologies. The conversation was going there. It really was. You know? Mm-hmm. And here we go, interrupting it like this. Got to pay the bills. What we're interrupting it with is something that matters, though. Oh, yeah. Are you the best version of you that you could possibly be, you think? Definitely not. Does your skin, hair, anything else really that revolves around men's health, is it at its highest that it could possibly be? I mean, it could probably be better. And that's the thing about it is there's a company out there that's a men's health brand mm-hmm. that is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Okay, they are unbelievable. And that is Roman. Roman is a men's health brand that makes you and wants you to be the best version of you possible. Your hair fuller, your skin brighter, anything else you have going on, they want to take care of you. And they want to do it in a fashion that is most affordable. But it's not just skin, it's not just hair, it's not just everything like that. It's also whenever you go in and you go to do the lovemaking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The men's health brand wants to be your tag team partner and being the best you in all facets of your life. And did you know that if you are somebody who uh, doesn't have sex for as long as you would like, and we're not saying you go quick, hey, hey, maybe you just don't go as long as you want to go. Yeah. 
Maybe your sex life, you want it to go long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. You want to put on a show in there. Hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. You know what you're thankful for? Maybe the incredibly long sex that you're having. Hey, Maybe. how about the holiday season? No better time to celebrate 2021, by the way, is a beautiful love-making session. Mm-hmm. It is cuffing season. It is cuffing season. If you want to put on a show in the bedroom, you need to tag team partner with our friends at Roman with the Roman Swipes. I love Roman swipes. These things show up at your door in discreet packaging. Nobody knows that you have a tag team partner that's small enough to fit in your back pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Nobody will even know that you have it. Then whenever it's time to, you know, do the deed. Mm-hmm. When it's time to. Sling some salami. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You know. Whenever you're out there with your bologna about to really make a sandwich mm-hmm. and it's time to go. Why don't you do it for a long, long time, Ty? You pull out the Roman swipe, okay? You rub it on your tool, mm-hmm. your baby maker, yep. your magic stick, yes. your dipstick, mm-hmm. your how's it going, how you doing, keep it moving, pleasure town, here we come stick, mm-hmm. okay? You rub it on there, it'll dry quickly. It'll not transfer to your partner, and it is scientifically proven to make you last longer in bed. Bologna sandwich, extra mayo. Long time making it. We can't thank Roman enough. And right now you can get free two-day shipping on your Roman swipes. Get them in time for Thanksgiving next weekend. Get them in time for the holiday season. Stock up on these things for the winter because I do believe we're getting locked back down. Looks like it. In a lot of places. Mm -hmm. So you know what time it is? Why not just have a little bit of a sex fest? Might as well. (laughs) Go to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. Free two-day shipping on these Roman swipes. You will love them. And so will she or he. Have a time of your life behind the closed doors with our friends at Roman Roman Swipes. And also make yourself the best you possible uh, with everything else that the men's health brand has for you. GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. Back to the show. AJ Hawk, how you doing, pal? Doing well. How was uh, Jason Wright? Any, did he say anything to surprise you? No, he, he basically, in an answer to a question, he told us not to ask him when he's going to change the name from Washington football team. And I think that was maybe my favorite part. That was kind of early in the conversation. And I, uh, it, was, it was a nice strategic move by him. Had to follow up with him just in case we could potentially get something out of him there. But he was moving on from that quickly. But then we talked business about the money lost and the creativity that they have to do to pick up. He was really – I'm really happy that we have a player that's a president of a franchise, man. He's succeeding too. That place seems to be in a much better spot than they were just months ago. Yeah, they are. Do you think uh, – like let's say they do make a little bit of a run in the playoffs. You think they'll change the name? I would think they'd keep football team. Yeah, I know. I don't know. They win the division. Cause him, but it. him talking like about his fans and the passion they had, it felt like they potentially I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how to read it. I'm not around enough Washington football team fans to really know how the fans feel about it. Do people outside of Washington like football team? Do people inside Washington football team like you know, because they uh. have to make that decision for their fans. Mm-hmm. They don't have to make the decision for everybody. Does their team like it, Nick? You're saying their fans like it or they don't like it? What do you you're nodding your head? I mean, I th- when you ask people outside like it, I think universally it's like. I think everybody likes it. Mm-hmm. I, I think know everybody likes it. All but, I know is when they beat the Steelers, I got a lot of hashtag HTTRs in my mentions. Oh, is, see, that's what I'm saying. Very I wonder problematic. If, What's I, that mean? I, I, Hell to the. Oh, good Lord. Do yeah. these people not know? No, they. I believe they do know. They're just doing the old, uh, yeah, but not for me. Why not just HTTT? F. H-T-T-F-T. Oh, yeah. 
Hail to, to the football team. Hail to the football team. that that's easy but once again this is people outside the fan base mm. trying to talk for the people inside the fan base and i have no idea how they feel versus all of us i i, I enjoy football team i mean winning winning covers up a lot if they were oh and oh and 13 right now don't you think people would probably not like the name very much yeah well I, but they're not i just don't know let's go to kenny donner in atlanta kenny what's going on pal hey what's going on pat and the boys yeah, we're just trying to figure things out for people that we don't know anything about. I mean, it's a very interesting uh, time to be alive, but that's 2020, pal. What do you want to talk about? Hey, I just wanted to see uh, see what you you and AJ both thought about uh, the you know Josh Allen's teammates having his back on Twitter after Dominique Foxworth's comments, and if you guys had to do uh, that, have your teammates back on social media um, when when you guys were playing. Interesting. That situation yesterday took over the internet, by the way. I got a lot of tweets about it. I think Dominique was trying to make a joke. I assume he was trying to make a joke about it. I listened to the full clip, and he, he went on to say that he, a lot of the people that, you know, tweet him about Josh Allen's lack of respect or whatever, have he said the American flag, then he said crossbones, then he said something else, and then he said, and then also he goes into their tweets and they say some things that are whatever, you know. So I think if you if you listen to the full joke – you could hear like him setting it up or whatever, but the taking out of con- uh, context made it sound like he hated people that had American flags in their thing. So, you know, for me, I thought he was making a joke. I, Dominique has always been very nice to me, and I think, uh, I don't know, I, I think he had to come out and answer about it, I guess, because that's how the world is now. But I think we, we got to stop uh, just... You know, everybody wants to blend the humor and hate line. Like, I think we should also remember that sometimes people are just trying to make a joke, you know? And if even if you don't find it funny, like, yo, it was a joke, dude. Like, you know what I mean? So I think that is where I kind of uh, saw it. But boy, there was people that were mad at Dominique last night. I mean, mm-hmm. the tweets I was getting from people about what I need to say, Dominique, I was like, Jesus Christ, there's people really pissed off about this thing. Hey, I'm I'm glad I am completely in the dark on this. I, I must have been off the grid yesterday. I don't know anything. Okay, so he was on Bomani Jones, I believe Bomani Jones's podcast, I think. Um, and there was a quote, you know, from which he did say, the quote he did say, it just I think I don't know. This is just like context. Like I think context has to be something. Inference, I believe, is how Aaron Rodgers described it earlier whenever he was talking about getting misquoted sometimes or something. Like for instance, whenever we were talking to Aaron just two days ago, and uh, I asked him, you know, about the GOAT conversation, Super Bowl thing, and and then he and he brought in AJ. Yeah, me and AJ sit around and talk about how many people have Super Bowl rings or anything like that. And he went into this whole conversation about there's too many goats and goats and goats. And if you see the way that thing got clipped down into a picture quote um, on, you know, some social media pages, ESPN, Bleacher Report, that numerous ones did it, where he basically said, I think I'm in that conversation or whatever. It's like he did say that, okay, but the only reason why he said that is because he went on like a 45-second run about how it's all ridiculous, basically, is what he said. And if you just saw the quote, there's a lot of people that were commenting. They were like, oh, douchebag, this guy obviously doing this whole thing. And then I had, I literally tweeted underneath for context. And a lot, I got a lot of people that were like, oh, it was much different than what the quote looked. It's like, yeah, I think that's with everything, by the way. We need to learn that about everything. Like, until you really, I don't know. I just, that's in my eyes. I think that's a big problem in today. Well, don't you, I, I think before you decide, which you are absolutely have a right to be outraged, offended, whatever. That's how it works. But before you, 
get completely outraged and start going after the person and going after people, don't you think you at least deserve to – you should click on the headline and read through or at least watch the full clip like before you lose your mind? Don't just read the headline. Like, that's the scary thing. Zito and I were talking about this beforehand. Z oh, yeah. Zito said, oh, I can't read them full articles or whatever. <laughs> I always lose my spot. Yeah, he always loses his spot, he said. I was like, well, that's kind of what everybody says, you know, because the, they just read the headline. Yeah, the font. And, the, and the headline is something that's grabby, okay? And then if you read just like a summary that somebody else gives, you know what I mean? Uh, you, that's going to be your thought now. Dominique ha answered this via a tweet. He said, nobody I respect has taken this seriously, so I've been ignoring it. And getting taken out of context kind of comes with my job. So I haven't been getting taken. Nope. Yep, you get it. This is what Zito just said. Tripping. But I respect you and the people <laughs> in your building. And it bothers that y'all have spent one second thinking about this disingenuous BS. This was in response to Jordan Poyer, who is a Buffalo Bills player, uh, who basically went to bat for Josh Allen. And then Dominique Foxworth said, feel free to DM me, uh, listen to the full podcast, or ignore this foolishness altogether and get back to balling. Best of luck to you and my new favorite quarterback with an American <laughs> flag gif at the bottom you know nice so i i think yeah. i think what he was referring to is uh when he said he saw nobody he respects taking this seriously or whatever i'm sure he checked the internet to see like okay i'm getting a lot of heat right now but is anybody you know that i would really you know like feel bad about coming after me and then as soon as he saw jordan poyer he was like all right i, I hate that they have to spend time on this i'll explain it or whatever but if you listen to the whole thing you might hate the joke but he was clearly just trying to make a joke in that thing yeah, I, I mean, so it's not even something he said on ESPN, is it? It's I think so. I mean, podcast? yeah, it was a podcast or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. He was on TV this morning. <laughs> uh -huh. Everybody will forget about this, uh, what, in a day or so? You know, outrage comes very quickly. You know, that some bitch is just like a wave crashing. You know, and then it, it goes down and then it just kind of goes back into the ocean. <laughs> uh, okay. And then, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, oh, this oh, one's oh. not for me. The wave kind of goes over. <laughs> Wave goes over, and then I was like, oh, oh, this one, I'm going to And then it just kind of goes away. People forget about it. I mean, at one point, there was, what, 15 people canceled in two days or something like oh, that? Yeah. Uh -huh. Listen, a lot of assholes, man. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that. But people forget about things. This is something I feel like will be forgotten relatively soon. I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but. Maybe. Maybe he has to answer for this for a long time. I mean, look how well Tim Allen's doing. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's oh, a good God. point, By though. the way, yeah. we – that. I am not thrilled about what we did. That was I am not thrilled despicable. about it. No, it's – I mean, it is, though. Like, that's the – Well, Tim Allen turned a corner, and maybe, you know, if Foxworth has some, you know, credibility towards the people he was looking at, maybe those people will turn a corner as well. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but let's get to Samuel in Houston. Let's go to Samuel. What's going on, pal? Nailing it, dude. Hey, man. How's it going? Hey, not too shabby, Samuel. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Just working. Oh, nice, man. Hey, hey, we appreciate you working and listening to the show. Uh, what do you do for a living? Uh, clean pools right now. Oh, hey, out here in Houston, you guys got pools. I'll tell you what, a lot of snow up here, dude. Mm -hmm. I wish we were in pool season. Uh, what do you want to talk about, dude? Hey, man, why don't people, like the Jets, for instance, you know, they got, they're probably going to get the number one pick, more than likely. Uh, why don't they try to trade that pick and get, like, acquire a lot more talent than just going after uh, the quarterback, you know, everybody's high on. Well, that's philosophy, right, Samuel? I mean, that is all in how the GM wants to build that place. J.D., Joe Douglas, who Nick Mangold likes, he has a massive decision to make. Do you take a franchise quarterback 
in uh, Trevor Lawrence or, yeah, Trevor Lawrence probably. And by the way, the Jets might not have the number one pick. If they and the Jags both end up with one in 15 records, the Jags, due to strength of schedule, would actually get the number one pick. So the Jets, if they win a game, could potentially get into the Justin Fields sweepstakes instead of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes if they even take a quarterback. And if you're at number two and you're either not sold on, maybe Trevor Lawrence is number two at that point because every time around combine and draft, there's always some bullshit that gets cooked up somehow about how some teams view this player better than this player. But we assume Trevor's going to go one. Justin Fields is going to go two. If you're at number two and you're not sold on Justin Fields over Sam Darnold, like what do you do there? Or I think Justin Fields is going to be incredible. There's there's just a lot of decisions have to be made up there. But we all assume Trevor Lawrence is going to go one. It's just uh, will the Jets be able to build around him to win games? And that's mm. nope. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. AJ. Nobody knows. They should talk to to Flores in Miami. I mean, he's made a pretty quick turnaround with what they've done. Hey, hell of a coach there, too. Defensive coach, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All these offensive coaches getting a lot of credit. B-Flow turns that uh, Dolphins' whole culture around. Hey, they yeah. stunk. Didn't they? Gumpy, the Dolphins stunk, huh? Very bad. The last coach to go 5-11 and went 11-5, and went to the Super Bowl, Bill Belichick. Oh, boom, by the way. Wow. He, he's got a nuke on coaches, dude. That guy's, <laughs> that guy's got a nuke stat <laughs> on coaches right there. I, the, the Dolphins seem to be a team that can win down there man well, i like what their their defense does i mean i know you have van Noy on the show i think he's great and if tua continues to kind of grow and what are they doing like what's fitzpatrick's what's the situation like right now uh i think Tua's playing right isn't he he's hurt right? oh yeah yeah, yeah he's, he's, playing. he's playing and i think fitz like, is see does he have a short leash like how's it work though what's he what went 297 or something he week? went over 300 first time last game yeah yeah oh. so he went big last game they Wait. Does he have to play well early or he gets taken out again? I know, no, it's, it's even when he was hurt, Flores said he's the guy, he's the guy. Like yeah, yeah, in yeah, the building, they know he's the guy. Yeah, but they said that before, and then he got benched in the third quarter. Or he was hurt. Quarter. He was hurt. Yeah. <laughs> he was hurt. That was like when Mitch got benched. Uh-huh. Uh, he was very, very badly hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very, <laughs> that is, you know, when they benched him, though, that was the conversation that they immediately sparked forever. Yeah. You know, for the rest of the season, it was like, okay, is he going to be benchable for the rest of the season, or are you going to let him give? I feel like he's going to be good, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Will Chan Gailey be his guy forever down there, Gumpy? No. That's my only issue. Flores brought him out of retirement to be the OC this year, too. Well, you know, maybe they'll learn some more about Tua here. Maybe you make a change, or maybe you keep Chan and let him see what he got next year. Yeah, right? bring Gase back you know, to make him the OC. He's too Why old not? Guy for Chan Gailey is? How old is Chan Gailey? I think he's like 97. He is like 75, I think. 97, Guppy. So now that you blatantly lie with some of these numbers, now I don't know what to believe. Uh, he's 68. Mm. Oh, oh, dude. Oh, he's oh. Belichick, right? Isn't Belichick? Looks 88. No, uh, Belichick's 69. <laughs> he will turn 70. Chan will be a... He took a, quite a shot. It's what? a big shot. There's no reason to do what you just did to Chan Gailey. Chan will be 69 in January. We all got eyes. They have to use this draft to surround Tua with some weapons, though. With their first round picks. Hey, happy birthday, Chan, by the way, coming. Uh, happy birthday, Chan. Happy birthday, Chan. Um, Get him a diaper. There's currently a story circulating, <laughs> so we can cut that, so we can edit it, so it doesn't start the video with a uh, diaper. Smart. Tommy. There's, all right, here we go. And you got any other diapers? You got any yeah, other Chan stuff? Just go ahead and let it out. Tim Allen, anything? No, okay. Jeez, jeez, don't bring that up right now. There's no reason to do so. There's currently a story circulating in Denver. 
Um, and it's not the Detroit Lions are moving on from Matt Stafford story that was circulating around Denver yesterday that got us into a bit of a tiff with some uh, Detroit Lions bloggers, which we do apologize for uh, doing that for sure. Uh, the story today is uh, Taylor Russolino, kicker for the Denver Broncos, um, Tom McMahon, special teams coordinator over there, former uh, special teams coordinator for the Colts, good friend of mine, Mitt's old man, mm-hmm. obviously, yep. Mitt's old man, a uh, guy that I have a lot of respect for. He and I had a conversation about a XFL kicker that I've been, you know, going to bat for here on my show for since the beginning of the season, I think. Uh, Taylor Russolino uh, was a kicker for the uh, Battle Hawks of St. Louis. The Battlehawks, by the way, had an electric environment. I was never there. I actually called his first game down in Dallas. I was a sideline reporter. Mm -hmm. So I was actually, you know, not thrilled to be the sideline reporter for the game at all. Like, that was not what I thought was going to happen whenever I agreed to do XFL. I was supposed to be in the booth, I thought. Then got put down a sideline reporter uh, like a week before the the game or whatever. And, you know, I loved the opportunity. I was very thankful for it. But Mm -hmm. I was very tired coming off the fall that I just had. So I opted out of it. But the one game I did as sideline reporter, I was down on the field. And it actually, I got to see how people were at. It was like I was on the bench again. AJ, you know what I mean? I could, like, get the vibe of, like, what the bench was. I could, like, see who, you know, who who I thought was going to be, like, potentially really good, cool, something like that. And uh, this Taylor Russolino kid, um, watching him kick balls, I was so confused on why he hadn't been in the NFL. And I had no idea who he was. I didn't know he existed. I mean, the kicker community is one where if somebody can bomb balls, I probably had heard of the person before or seen the person before. This dude was like 30 years old. I'd never heard of him before. And I felt so bad about him. I'm like, man, you are so good. I, I don't know how. He kicked in Canada. I think he kicked in like every league, basically. Kicked in the XFL. And he's like, man, I'm just grinding, trying to get my shot or whatever. And I watched this ball he was kicking. I'm like, this guy's fucking unbelievable. This is a good ball that he's hitting right here. This is a, you know, it had good pop. I thought the trajectory that was coming off, I thought was good. And it was a pure ball. So I thought he could be an NFL guy. Now, granted, mentally, you're going to have to find out, I guess, whenever he gets a chance to do it. But it felt like he was a guy. And I just started, like, talking about him. I was like, hey, there's a free hit. Because there's kickers that just get cut and signed and cut and signed. And guys that I watch him kick. And I'm like, how did this guy even get an opportunity? That ball is not a ball that should be in the NFL. So I was kind And then finally, you know. Tom McMahon said, hey, we have to get a COVID kicker or whatever. You know, we have to get a backup just in case something happens at the kicking position because that's happening now in Tampa Bay. It's happening in a couple of places. Uh, he was like, tell me about Taylor. And I said, here we go. Hardworking guy. Seems like he's a driven guy. Hits a clean ball, high ball. I think this is a guy you get along with well. And today, Tom McMahon answered questions about him and said that I told him about him. And uh, I'm incredibly pumped for XFL alumni and a uh, guy who's been working his ass off for this opportunity, Taylor Russolino, get an NFL shot. And I'm happy to be a small little part of this entire thing. Interesting it does say thanks to ESPN commentator. And I believe that is in reference to you in that article. Oh, is it really? Yeah, well, on the bottom right there, if you check the uh, <laughs> subtext, it says thanks to ESPN commentator and COVID. Oh, man. Would that get them more? Does you th- okay, because they headline, right? So that's trying to grab people's attention. Does ESPN commentator and COVID former XFL player likely does that you think that's a, the grabber? You I think, think so. You I think, think ESPN so. commentator oh, for some is reason the grabber. I would wonder. I would think it would be probably. I guess they think that's going to make a lot of people stop. That's why you headline something the way it is, right? Uh-huh. Like Billy Tubes is back there thinking of headlines mm-hmm. right now for this current thing I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Like it's literally Mitt. What's up, dude? Mitt just came into the thing. This is his dad. We're talking about. 
Hey, Pat, it's a good thing that you oh, and boy. my dad are both smarter than whoever wrote that headline. Oh! Bro, from the top rope like that, dude. <laughs> What's wrong, AJ? You all right, dude? Just because it's an attention-grabbing headline doesn't mean it's right. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what we're talking about. Most of them aren't. Most of them aren't. But I'm happy for this kid, dude. Taylor Russell, well, I guess he's a man, but I'm very happy for him. I think he's going to do really well, too. And McManus is a stud. I don't know if he's kicking this weekend. I have no idea what's going on. I, but he's in the conversation piece. If he ever gets a shot, hopefully he'll be able to go. What's crazy, especially with all of the, the kicking woes we have seen over the last two or three years in the NFL, that this is the first shot he's really getting. I know. I, that's why when I saw him kick the ball on the sideline in warm-ups, I was like... How do I have no idea who this guy is? Like, that's a very good ball right there. And maybe, by the way, maybe he stunk. Maybe he wasn't good. Maybe he just got good. I have no idea. I don't know his story well enough. But watching him kick, and he posts on video every single day, he posts videos of him kicking, and it's like continuous shots as opposed to, you know, normally you only see good balls posted in any sport. You only see good ball. He does, like, continuous shots and everything like that. So maybe he stunk, and maybe he just got really good. But whatever the case, he's really fucking good, and I'm happy he's getting a chance for this thing. Well, I mean, it sounds like he probably only get one week, though, with Brandon McManus, but at least he could showcase his talents to the rest of the league. Yeah, as long as you get film. You know, you get NFL film, you're good. You'll get back into the uh, rotation or whatever. You know what I mean? The Bucks have – they need what? Punter, kicker, snapper? Snapper, yeah. They need everything. That's a big – hey, that's a big problem going into a game. A whole new operation down there. Tom holding balls this weekend? <laughs> Bucks placed their three specialists on reserve COVID-19 list. Punter Bradley Pinion, kicker Ryan Suckup, and long snapper Zach Triner. You know, this would have been a hilarious situation if there wasn't, like, that six-day protocol thing. Uh Mm -hmm. If I, like, sent a text down there and was like, yo, 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 what do we need, one game? I can give you one game, both both those positions. I won't be able to walk probably afterwards, but I can give you one game. But you know what? The protocols can't do it. A lot of people are tweeting me, like, hey, time to come out. It's like, I agree, but I would have been locked down, what, four days ago to get into this entire thing. Can't do it. I thought it would have been hilarious, though, as well, for those that that were pitching the idea. It did, that conversation did happen with, you know, my wife, friends here mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. and then obviously as soon as you think about it one step further you go oh the protocols would not allow that to happen anyways it's like damn that would have been a good opportunity there yeah but the only reason why this opportunity is happening because of the protocol. so ah yeah you know you can't really get that upset about it would have been cool would have been, cool. been cool who do, who are you here now Ohio State has out uh, I don't know really I mean I, I what didn't you say some receivers yeah everybody's Olave? it said star every report has been star wide receiver so Olave, I believe. Is uh-huh. o- Olave? Chris Olave. Olave? Is he the young guy? Who's the? They have a freshman, don't they? Don't third, you guys? No. Garrett Wilson's a stud. He's young. I think he's in his second year. I saw that one catch he made. He went up. It might have been the first week that he was like a oh, freshman. Yeah. He was insane. Back the end zone. Yeah, yeah, the I thing with Ohio State is they have so much depth at every mm-hmm. position. Like you can take out, like you, to your point, if you take out all 20 wide receivers they have on that roster. Okay, even if you're playing 18, 19, and 20, you still have probably a five-star yeah. wide receiver there. If you take them all out to A.J.'s point, oh, Justin Fields would just run for 200 yards or whatever. I mean, it's just That's what Ohio State is, such a deep team. And that's why, by the way, that's why leagues change rules for them. Mm-hmm. That's, why, that's why people are changing everything for them. That's just the way it goes. What's up, Dick? Yeah, Olave has, uh, in five games, he's got 400-yard games, 528 yards, and five touchdowns in five games. Woo. So 
Pretty good at football. Pretty good. Not bad. <laughs> if, but hey, if these guys, if they are, if they do test positive, well, they have 21 days. To, they're gonna have to change the rules so these guys can make the playoffs. Well, that's a yeah. Big Ten rule. Well, right? that's a yeah. So we talked about that earlier too. The thought of Big Ten being like, well, it's not ours anymore. The Big Ten league play is over, so they are now regulated by other people. And Wisconsin fans would be like, you motherfuckers, you, <laughs> you, you know, that's but that's probably what's gonna happen. That's how it's gonna go. Um, that's just the way it'll be. But the question is, what if this happens before national championship, and it's not? Olave, Olave, Olave. Olave. I feel like you said it differently last time. <laughs> Olave? Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, French. We. Oui. What if it's Justin Fields? And what if it's uh, Trevor Lawrence or something like that? Which I guess he can't because he's got the antibodies now. You remember he was out there True. doing that's his game. Point. Yep. Thing. But what if it's like that? Will they move the game at all? Will they move the games at all? Because we're already at that point. Why not? Like, if you only got four teams... It's a Big Ten championship game. They're not moving that. No, I'm talking about the the, the playoffs in the Natty, though, afterwards. You know, because the 21-day rule, let's assume that that's going to get wiped out or whatever because it's no longer Big Ten league play. So the Big Ten will say, well, it's not, that's not our rules anymore. So let's say they drop that down. But what if they get two days before the game, three days before the game, and it's star player? You only got four teams left to have to make this thing happen. It's all happening in warm climates, I assume, right? This is all happening yeah. in, in, in dumps. And the kids have already gone through hell this year, you know? It's not like an extra week delay of practice for this game to make sure we get the game in. You know what I mean? I'm just not – I'm not sure. I'm not sure how this whole thing plays out. They're definitely going to have to change rules if stars get knocked out of the college football. Might be a look-the-other-way situation. Like, ah, uh, you know what? Actually, it is negative. Don't worry about it. It's the last game of the season. Just go out there, have some fun, all right? He got the vaccine. <laughs> he got the vaccine. We're good. Yeah, right? You're getting the uh-huh. vaccine? Yeah, okay, we're good. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, I'll be intrigued to see how it all plays out. Hey, don't you think they need like an alternate team like uh, the UFC sometimes? There's a big main event. There's an alternate fighter that stays ready and weighs in. Can we do that? Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, also the, the hottest. The Hawks, baby. The hottest oh, team. The Hawks are just laying in wait. <laughs> they can't play this weekend. They'll go play anybody. They'll play anybody, anytime, any place. Hottest team in the Big Ten right now. They're, they're ready, AJ, to they, your point. They will go to the Teal Field tomorrow if they oh, have yeah. to. Yeah, they will. Kirk's boys, if the snow's too heavy to fly, will walk by foot. Yeah, well said. Let's do it. Let's do it. What if they came in with snow dogs, dude? Oh, what if man. They rolled, what if they rolled into Myrtle Beach with a fucking snow dog? And their dog? players are pulling the sled? No, 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 no. Like, oh, actual. Come on, come on have dude, a little. They got what a football game. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. They're rested up. Warm up. They got their free game and they're ready. We're going to need about 2,000 dogs if you want to get that many sleds. No, no, no. Kirk's, they only say the essential players. Mm-hmm. Okay, essential players no, hop on just with snow dogs. Yeah, that's all we need. Okay. I've always wanted to go. And then every time I watch a video, that looks like that could end terribly. You know what I mean? Pretty cold, too. Very cold. That You have to do it in, like, the coldest of places. That just – I don't know how good of a time that is. Now, I am a noted ice fisher. So maybe you take the dogs out to ice fishing and come back. Oh. Is that what you're supposed to do, you think, AJ? Have you ever gone? That would be fun. No, we should ask Aaron about it next week. I know he, long time ago, early on in his career, he went to Alaska and, you know, did the whole sled dog deal. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, we had uh, one of our offensive linemen, Darren College, got drafted in the same class as me. He's from there. I think the 10, 15 guys went up there. I think they salmon fishing, did everything. Yeah, I did a rod. Why didn't you oh. go? You didn't get invited? You didn't want to go? I did not. No. I did not. Uh, I, didn't, I wasn't even aware of the trip. <laughs> oh. oh What's this guy's name? Leave that weirdo. Darren AJ. College. What's his name? Darren College. He's a great dude. 
Yeah. Yeah. Seems like. Doesn't like you. Seems a bit rude to me, if you ask me. He's threatened by your friendship with Aaron. Yeah, well, and also your ability to fish. I bet. Oh, yeah. yeah. They know right. with a jaw like that from Ohio, that guy's coming up and snagging all the salmon. Yeah, catch him and with his chin. Not going to be enough salmon for all of us. We bring that fucking hawk, boy. No Scoop chance. those meat hooks in the water. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. The, the, the actual hook. He actually just puts his hand on the end of the string. <laughs> and then he's... The claws! <laughs> AJ, you didn't deserve that, dude. You know, the, I've heard people take Alaskan cruises. Oh, oh yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, it's cold. Have you done that, AJ? No, I think I would, though. Just to, so. to bop around Alaska, it'd be cool. See a glacier. Yeah, the landscape. I would like to see a what? A glacier? A glacier. A glacier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see a glacier. Aren't they all, t- or, Connor, aren't they all melted now? Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, no, AJ, we're not getting into this right now. Plus, I don't want to see the goddamn glaciers. Diggs does, okay? They formed our great country. Huh? They did. Yeah, great they lakes. slid down, formed the Rockies, the Appalachians. Pangea. Pangea. Mm-hmm. My fuck. don't know about Pangea. She don't know about Pangea. Let's go to uh, Big Jake in Wisconsin. What's going on, Big Jake? Hey, how you doing down there, boys? Hey, not too shabby up there, pal. Hey, first of all, AJ is fucking wrong on the Grinch, all right? The Grinch, he, he's a Rust Belt kind of guy. He's building that big-ass sleigh from scraps, and he's working on Christmas Eve. Just trying to feed his dog. I mean, he's a good guy. Big Jake. Thank you, Annie. He lives in the trash, pal. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Big Jake. Hey, so, yeah, exactly. So so here's uh, my question. It's mostly for AJ, but I'm going to get all the boys' opinion. Um, AJ, being that you played in Wisconsin, um, if you were a type of cheese, what cheese would you be and why? Great question. Great question. First off, it wasn't me that uh, said the Grinch wasn't bad. That was Nick Mangold. So oh, I think he- oh, suck it, PJ. Oh, Bro, people are just flying off the top Steve rope today. Wow. It's unbelievable. What cheese would you be now, AJ? <laughs> I, I, I didn't name a meat. I guess I shouldn't name a cheese. Cheese. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You did not name a meat. By the way, you know what I've been getting uh, into? Americans, my cheese. Bingo. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. By the hell way. yeah. Bingo. But also, side note, I have opened up to one more cheese. Thinly sliced uh, Swiss cheese is very good. The Swiss? The Swiss. Yeah, the Swiss. I don't know what all they got going on over there, okay? I think they just are friends with everybody. They got no taxes. There's fairy tale land, I guess, Mm -hmm. out in the mountains or whatever. They got the cheese right. I don't know if it was their goats, their cows, whatever the fuck it was, but shout out to them for figuring that out. You You should try a nice buffalo mozzarella. Yeah, see? Oh, see, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is good for the shark, sharkery board. Well, shark and a brew board. And for the dying. Yeah, yeah, well, provolone, yeah, you got to do what you got to yeah, do. Monster right. before? Mm-hmm. What's that? Oh. Monster? No, no, I never fucked with the monster, but oh, matzo. Oh, oh, yeah. Mozzarella. Oh, yeah. Mozzarella. That matz. Whoa, dude. Can't say that. Let's go to Ed in Pennsylvania. What's going on, Ed? Hey, Pat, boys, AJ, I uh, love the show. Um, I it. have just a quick thing before I ask you the question. I didn't like your show at all in the beginning, and now it's you guys have the best show on radio. Yeah, that's kind of how it all goes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I told you that at the beginning, too. You probably hated me you didn't hear, but we appreciate you sticking around. By the way, it doesn't always happen, but when it does, normally become pretty big fans or just despite, just despise, just, yeah. it just bounces the other direction. So thanks for joining us, brother. We appreciate it. Hopefully we'll be able to keep you around for a little bit. What do you want to talk about, brother? Um, so uh, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, some – are on the sidelines. Some are up in the up in the booth. If you were an offensive player, which or like which would you prefer? In- 
Up in the box or on the sideline if you were a coach in the NFL? If I was a coach in the NFL, I would – I mean, you obviously get a lot better view upstairs. I know I, usually the coach's box is right next to where the, the people doing the games are for, on TV. So you can't see everything, but I think I'd like to be down on the field if I was calling plays. I'd want to be able to see my players and interact directly and not have to get on the phone or the headset with them. I agree, by the way. The much better view from the box, but – you know, that's part of – I feel like if I was the coach, a big part of it would be how we feeling. Mm-hmm. Huh? Ah, hey, yeah. how we feeling? You know what I mean? Now, granted, are they going to give me the right answer? Uh, maybe. Would I be definitely be able to know the right answer if I was up, you know, like uh, however many – 500 feet or whatever it is or 50 feet, 60 feet, whatever the fuck it is? Memphis, by the way, they got you in another state basically looking down <laughs> at that stadium. It is huge. It is very wide. But you can see everything from up there. You really can. It's pretty easy. I don't want to say easy to predict things, but you're like a sky cam. It's almost like you just get an X's and O's board right in front of you. It's like a different game up there. It's like it's sterile, especially if you're behind glass. It does look easier. Oh, man, like people watch a game with somebody up there. They think they can make every single play. Yeah, it's like, well, it's a little bit different when you can't, you know, just, you know, see the entire picture like you can right now from everybody. It's awesome up there. It has to be quite an advantage. That's why Ernie up there. Uh Uh-huh. That's why Ernie, he's up there on, like, top of the stadium, right? They got him, like, top row with Uh goddamn things like this. X-ray goggles. You could have a phone line to every single player on offense if you wanted to talk to them just to, Right into the bench. Gauge, yeah, gauge how they're feeling. All right, headsets on, boys. Everybody puts their headsets on. Everyone's got it on, yeah. How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? That would be awesome. Just fucking up there. Let's go to uh, Noah in Buffalo. What's going on, Noah? Hey, hey. Yeah, how you doing? Hey, just everything's going well. How are you, bub? Pretty good, man. Big fan. Started listening to you. First time I heard you was on the uh, Dirty Sports Podcast. Oh, I love those dudes. Being with them. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't listened to them since you've been on there, uh, but, you know, you're, you're much better than them anyways. No, no. Who's um, that? Andy and Joe, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Were good, they were yeah. good dudes Very to us. Nice. You know, good. Joe's a good guy. Andy's a stooge, but whatever. <laughs> Okay. It's very uh, nice to meet you. I wanted to ask you. I, uh, I, a couple of days ago, you were talking about um, the guy with the Colts who was the media guy. You're kind of ragging on him, but you, know, you guys had a good relationship. Conti. I worked uh, with the Bills media relations for a little bit, and I really saw how the people behind the scenes um, got, the, you know, got the product out there. Obviously, the players are most important, and coaches and stuff, but I was wondering if there was any staff members that you remember that really left an impression on you or you still connect with today. Great question, Noah. Um, Conti's one of those dudes, obviously, for me. That's why mm-hmm. I can talk shit to him on a national show. Uh, and he's a very high up there at the Colts organization. Too. So once I uh, I looked into him a little bit last night, I saw his title. I was like, oh, he's right. he, he's risen Whoa, quite a bit. Wow. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Probably shouldn't be bashing him. But um, the equipment managers and athletic trainers, I think, are the group of people that you hang out with the most. And I was very lucky for an incredible, cool group of people at the Colts there. They're just the backbone of a organization basically for the football side of things. And also you got the mailman awesome. There's just the, the chefs. I mean, there is, there's so many people that are in the NFL building and I was very lucky to have a lot of cool people. Is it the same way in green Bay? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I mean, you hear on when Aaron comes on, he, he mentions Tom Fanning, one of the PR guys. I, I, my brother officiated the wedding to one of our PR guys, Jonathan Butnick, who I'm still very close with. Like, yeah, like you, you get in tight with all of them because you see them. The first time, right when you walk in the morning, that's who you see. Equipment managers, you see the trainers. Like, that's, yeah, you should be. I think you've even said it, Pat. Like, if somebody doesn't have a good relationship with those people that are behind the scenes, then you got to question that guy a little bit. I agree. Can't thank you enough for listening to the show, man. Wow, what a show. Wow, great show. Wow, good show. It was a good show. 
Wow, terrible show. Some people are thinking Some that. people will say that, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But hey, you're going to have those every once in a while. All right. This is this is one of those shows that, you know, a lot of shows I say, hey, listen, not all of our shows are good, but sometimes we come through and there's a good one. This is one of those shows where we're appreciative of you sticking by us. Yeah, absolutely. Hashtag end of pod squad, by the way, still giving away. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people, by the way, thank you for listening to this show. That is very, very nice of you. Lasting this long now. Today's show probably not as many entrants. Probably not. Probably not as many people all the way here right now. Yeah, probably not. But just know to the soldiers that have stuck around. Good people. Know that we appreciate mm-hmm. you, and we will continue to try to lead a show that has entertaining content day in and day out, no matter what's going on in the world that we cover. Hell yeah! <laughs> all right, Ty, play some independent music, and uh, we'll see. You. Hey, fucking massive show. Yeah. You sit through today's show. Yeah, seriously. For tomorrow's show. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well put. This is what you do. Hashtag end of pod squad. Mm-hmm. Hashtag end of pod squad. Then you tweet out, hey, tomorrow's show must listen. Mm-hmm. I don't say that often, I don't think. Tomorrow's show must listen. I agree. All the guests I'm so thankful for that come on our mm-hmm. show. And it really is a packed show. I mean, I know, like I say that, like, damn near every single day, but it is a legitimate packed show. Surprise guest. Yeah. Which, I guess. No, yeah. Yeah, surprise guest. Surprise guest. guest. Yeah, because we didn't put it in the title or anything. Uh Uh-uh. Popped in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, big guest. People are going to be like, What? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Ty, please play some independent music, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Big show. Big show tomorrow.